They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. We are here for the listener choice edition of Throwback Madness Road to WrestleMania. The special guest this week who chose the episode is none other than the face of the heel, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. I'm out of breath for you. (laughs) I am your host, Ron Pashery, and I am here once again with the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, the European champion, hailing from Bangor, Maine. Donovan, thank you for joining us tonight. No problem, no problem. So would you like to let the listeners know what show you chose for WrestleMania Throwback Madness? Uh, I chose WrestleMania 28, uh, basically because of Triple H versus Undertaker. I had no idea what other uh, things we would be in for, <laughs> and it was a total surprise to me. Uh, how, I, how many of the surprises I, were good? The minute he told me, I was so pissed. <laughs> well, because I don't, I, I, re, I definitely watched it. When it was like when it happened, but I definitely I only remember the one match, so I really don't remember any anything else that happened. Well, really. I know we've discussed before on one of your shows um, that you don't really remember events as a whole. You'll remember like a certain moment or a certain match or whatever, and that match itself clearly fits on that scale where it kind of overshadowed the whole rest of the event. For me, anyway, I thought I thought it did. Like, I was shocked how early in the show that match happened. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was like yeah, halfway was, through the show. It was, like some, damn, it was like somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I didn't and realize it was, it was like, that early. They put the, the uh, which we'll get to, the, the what's it, Funkasaurus? They put that after that. Like, how do you? Well, they, oh, needed, they, they, they needed that part. They needed they needed a cool down for the, for the main event started. So, <laughs> it was a terrible cool down, I, I, I way, know. but, you know, know, we'll get to it. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, Alo, yes. Oh, you want to refresh everyone's memories on our rating system? Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a slobber knocker. If it's an awesome show, we call it a showstopper. So, Alo, oh. I, I know you, being that you were pissed off you had to watch it, I assume you may have the chance at the lowest review. So, what is your, what is your rating for this show? Well, I, I told you before we started, when this show came on, in whatever year it was, 2012 or 11. I hated this. Mm-hmm. I really did not like it. I was like, this, this is WrestleMania. This is WrestleMania, really. But mm-hmm. in retrospect, the moments actually made this, made this show a lot better than actually what it actually was. So I'll get this. A, oh, well, let me first, first I have to say, Flo Rida, this is where my disdain for Flo Rida became. <laughs> Flo Rida is WWE's Limp Biscuit at this point. <laughs> So, wow, no, you can't do that to Limp <laughs> <laughs> You can't do that to Limp No, no, I, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm saying by the Legends, no, you no, can't no, do that no, to no. Limp I mean by exposure-wise. Flow Rider Flo was all over the show, just like Limp Biscuit would be all over every WWE show. I, I would take Fred Durst over Flow Rider any day. I would, I agree. I'm just <laughs> saying, Flo, too much Flow Rider. This year, every, the year after, the year, every last year, Especially last year, because I, I couldn't stand that Was song. he wearing a shirt enough for you? <laughs> but I'll give, I'll give this show a slower knocker, because like I said, a lot of things in retrospect actually make this show better for me in the, in the, over the long haul. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it a... I'll be, I hated it at the time, but I have a more of a respect for it. But 
it's still not that great to me. But the, yeah. the moments overshadow. The, the, there are enough moments in here to actually make this a slobber knocker for me. Yeah, so this is during the time I was not watching at all. It's always weird for me to go back and watch something like this where I don't really know a whole lot about what was going on. So, obviously, I'm very judicious with my showstoppers. But this wasn't bad. There were moments I really enjoyed. There were moments when I was like, oh, this was kind of the image that I had in my head of WWE when I stopped watching it. (laughs) So, I will give it also a slobber knocker. And Donovan, being that this was your choice, I will give you the last rating. Where did this show rate for you, watching it back in its entirety? Uh, let me let me look through my notes. I don't want to just <laughs> jump out the window here. Uh, uh, give it a, a a low slobber knocker. Okay, that's fair. I think that's kind of about where we're all at. I'm glad you're honest about your pick. <laughs> I knew. I mean, it's no point in lying. Like you know, the facts <laughs> state themselves. Yeah, you be you be lying to yourself at this point. There's no need yeah. to do that. Yeah, and I don't like lying to me, so. No. <laughs> it's the last person you need to be lying to. Uh, we had the main event, The Rock versus John Cena, billed as once in a lifetime, even though we got it twice. Yeah, we've uh, only seen the that once in a lifetime. Yeah. We had Undertaker and Triple H, Hell in a Cell, which was billed as, were they they're billing it as the end of an era, right? <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> With Michaels as the guest referee. Uh, I guess the two most anticipated matches we had Lillian singing America the Beautiful with a nice F-15 flyover. One other thing, observation I want to make. It is kind of cool at these outdoor events on the East Coast because you really see it go from, like, kind of late afternoon yeah. to nighttime. Like, when that first match started, it was sunny out. And then when it ended, like, during the main event, it is nighttime. It's dark in there. It's kind of cool to see that change. You don't see it when it's on the West Coast. Um, opening match... Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan for the World Heavyweight Championship. Daniel Bryan, of course, accompanied by A.J. Lee. Uh, The good luck kiss from A.J. cost him the match in 18 seconds. The crowd actually seemed to enjoy that. Yeah. What is with A.J. Lee dating men who lose in in a matter of seconds? (laughs) Oh, that was was a rough one right there. It took me a second to realize where you were going with that one. I don't know why she does that. Um... I don't know. Maybe it's sympathy, pity. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, you can't even call this a match, really. This was. It was not. It was a bro kick. It was two entrances and a bro kick, and that was it. Uh, was all right. Honest, honestly, was Sheamus whiter then? Uh, I don't know. Could have just been the sunlight. I was like, why is he so white? He was very white. He didn't have the mohawk. He didn't have the braids in his beard. Um, he actually looked normal then. Yeah, he looked like a regular guy. Uh, I've never understood Sheamus. Nope. Ever. Uh, Alo, you're saying right now you didn't. Lowdown, well, have you ever been in on Sheamus? No, but I actually watched uh, the Paul Heyman uh, uh, DVD today, and pretty much he was a part of that group of guys that Paul Heyman did well with and ended up getting over. So that's pretty much his thing of how he kind of got over so it makes sense like watching that like because I've, I've never gotten i've never understood sheamus to, to i've never understood anything about him at all <laughs> so kind of watching that and just seeing like he was a part of those group of guys that kind of like got developed under paul heyman it made more sense um now i think we got asked a question it may it's possible it was even you probably about a year ago um 
if you could change the result of any match, what would it be? And I've mentioned before, I am not good at thinking on my feet with questions when I haven't prepared for them. So the only thing I could come up with in that moment was I would have changed the result of this match. Daniel Bryan losing in 18 seconds, I would have made it a real match. Someone told me that it actually was good for was. the story. In retrospect. Uh, so was are you saying it was good in the sense that it was something they could use for his story later on? Well, this is, this is the thing, because with Daniel Bryan, like, I, I have my notes. This was, like, le- the legit birth of the Daniel Bryan that we all fell in love with. Because Daniel Bryan, when he, when he won the world title back in December, he was starting to come out of his shell. That's when he started good with AJ, and that the Yes chant got over. So, like, if this moment never happened, we might not have got that Daniel Bryan that we all fell in love with. Because I remember actually watching this, because I, I, I started this show originally when it came on, maybe 15, 20 minutes late. I was like, I'm not missing nothing, you know. you The national anthem, the, video, the, um, the intro package. What's 15 minutes going to be? I'll, catch the first, I'll still catch the first match. So when I get home, the first, the ma- first match I see is Orton and Kane. And then yeah. throughout the night, I'm like, where the hell is the world title match? And it's like, oh, well, sh- Seamus won in 18 seconds. Like, well, damn, there it is. That's what we all wondered. Where did it go? Where yeah. was the match? Yeah. Because so, there wasn't one. Yeah, but in retrospect, this is where the yes movement came, then the no, and then the whole Team Hell No, the thing with Kane, and AJ making him team with Kane and be Team Hell No. We may never got that if it wasn't for this, the start. But do you think that that was the intention going into it, or it just sort of they managed to find a way to make it work? I don't know, because this was like at the point where – when we get to the, the Cody Rhodes Big Show match, I'll get to more into how SmackDown wasn't that important mm-hmm. and the world title wasn't that, that important at the time. But it could have been. They could have seen what was happening because this, this is like the beginning of the Yes chant. It wasn't at the heights that it was, but this was the beginning of it. That chant got him over. Yeah. And he was starting to build a personality of mm-hmm. it. Watching that show, if you didn't know that there was a brand split at the time, you would have never known. Yeah. Like it was... They did not talk about it. They did not mention it. There was no differentiation. Um, so, Lowdown, this was off to a bad start for you, clearly. Absolutely. <laughs> we had Team Johnny backstage with The Miz, Ziggler. Uh, we had Team Captain David Atunga. Oh, oh my God. He, <laughs> he really was wearing that stupid uh, tank top or whatever it was. Uh, it's, uh, it's a, a David cloth, top cloth. Yeah, yeah. I not good, but basically Johnny Laurinaitis would become the GM of both Raw and SmackDown. It that dude Johnny. made a toga out of a T-shirt. <laughs> he did. And who was it? It was Bree that was part of yeah. uh, Team Johnny, right? Mm-hmm. Was he dating their mom yet? I don't think so. So this was like oh. a, a precursor to yeah. that. Uh huh. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, dynamic oh, dude. God. Yeah, he uh, he would get raw charge of Raw and SmackDown if they beat Team Uncle Teddy. <laughs> Team um, Uncle Teddy. Holla, holla. <laughs> <laughs> we had Kane and Randy Orton. Uh, Kane was going through an identity crisis. Um, we actually didn't get a vintage Orton call from Michael Cole in this <laughs> match, but we did get a vintage Kane call <laughs> when he hit the sidewalk slam. Um, Kane won with a second rope choke slam. I actually thought Randy Orton was going to win this one. Like, I did, too. I, I, I was no shocked Kane won. At the, at, at the time, I was shocked Kane won. I was really shocked. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Randy Orton is the legend killer, right? Yeah. Well, we don't know what he was at this time. <laughs> so, lowdown. Did this, was this any better for you than the start? Was this... Well, there was nowhere really to go but up. 
But what did you what did you think of Orton and Kane? Uh, the match was good. I thought the match was stupid that Kane wore when he came out. The um, Iron Man, but the, whatever it was. Yeah, but I mean, but the hair weave was a lot better then. So <laughs> it was. Well, in retro, like I hated this whole like. All right. Well, Kane, like I like the I like the fact that they carried the story over because originally Kane was going through this identity crisis, and this is when he didn't have the mask on, and then he had, before he went out he had a street fight with Randy Orton, and Randy Orton won. He gave Randy Orton a handshake after the match, and then Mark Henry destroyed him, and he was out until January, and then he came back and did that scene in Zack Ryder and Eve Torres stuff, which we will never talk about in this show, <laughs> never ever, unless we get a, a listener that that. Wants it. Derek will not be entering <laughs> into that draw. Because I'm going to say, you should never say live on this show what you don't want to talk about. It's my because... segment. It's, it's never happened. Okay. So, but as I, as I, I like the fact that carry over the, the story. Like you said, the choke slam spot was cool, but other than that, it was just a match for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The, t- the choke slam, it was a good spot, but it was the best because I hate how Caden lands. Like, it just looks like it hurts him. Like, he's trying to, like, <laughs> like, he's literally trying to brace himself as much as possible, and it just, like, shows how old he was getting, like, at that point. Yeah. Because just, like, it, it's a, it, looks, it just looks rough. Like, I just rather you just do a regular choke slam. Yeah. We reviewed WrestleMania 17 uh, last week, and. At that time, Kane was a whole different animal than Kane was by this point in 2012. Lot slimmer too. Lot slimmer, lot more nimble. Uh, looked a lot healthier, uh, but he gets the win over Randy Orton, which I was not. Ex- it's it's rare. It's it's funny that I, I'd watch a show from four years ago and be surprised at an. Yeah, I was shocked too but, when it happened. Like, <laughs> he'd be Randy Orton, really. Um, uh, you'd be surprised how many people are not there from four years ago. It, it's crazy. It, it, it honestly, as much as people complain about it now. I actually feel like things are better now than they were then. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know if people are appreciating that. No. That they actually have improved it over the last four or five years. Um, we had a backstage segment with some guy from Deadliest Catch with Santino and Mick Foley where they're eating king crab legs. Sacco and the Cobra were supposed to be cracking open the crab legs. I don't know what that was all about. Uh, does anybody else? No. No. We did at least get the highlight of a Ron Simmons damn. Which, those, were always, those were always the highlight of my night. Well, yeah, yeah. Santino and, and Ron Simmons made that what it was. <laughs> Santino, I feel like, I don't want to say underrated. I will. Entertainment wise, he was. He was but he was so funny. Like, yeah, Alo, I know you know how much I love silliness. <laughs> did, did, did you ever see, ever see him do Molina's split? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so perfect. His walk down the ramp. Uh, I mean, the, the whole theatrics of getting the Cobra ready. Uh, the accent. He's a very funny guy. Very entertaining. Okay, so maybe I will say he's underrated. Yeah, my favorite moment is when he got uh, kick, kicked out of the Royal Rumble. And, uh, <laughs> I was ready. Two seconds. And he was, like, he was like, I wasn't ready. I'm going back in. I wasn't ready. He's <laughs> like, like, you definitely can't go back uh, in, dude. Like, what's better, him not being ready or R-Truth bringing out the ladder? Oh, R-Truth. R-Truth. <laughs> I'm sorry, R-Truth. Lowdown, which one do you think? The, the, the ladder for R-Truth or Santino not being ready? I think the latter because like our truth is actually good at selling that like I forgot I didn't know that that's on me. <laughs> yeah, I th- but the first time he did it was like it was definitely like hilarious. Like 
when he came out and uh, what, what was that? The, I forgot what event it was. And he coming out. He was like, "This Sunday," and Kane's like, "What? What are you doing out here? You're not even in the match." <laughs> um, he's like, "He's like, I'm not. You sure?" No, he's it was like, money in the that's bank. That's so positive. Though. I mean, we did that. Yeah. That was money like, in the bank. Was, he did that I think for? that was the money in the bank. Yeah, it was. And he was like, this Sunday. He's like, this like, what are you doing out here? You're not even in the match. And he's like, I, I'm not. Are you sure? And he's like, yes, I'm positive. And he's like, oh, that, that's on me. That's my bad. Yeah, so that, like, that's one of those things that never gets old to me. That will always be funny to me anytime. He got a good pop when he showed up. He was actually really good in the ring, but they never let him. Yeah. No, they didn't. Uh, we had WWE welcoming the National Guard members in the crowd. We had Cody Rhodes for the Intercontinental Championship against oh. the Big Show. Big Show, not in good shape at all at this time. <laughs> um, Cody was in the midst of a 233-day Intercontinental Championship reign. Um, ultimately wins his first ever Intercontinental Championship, which brings him to tears, as he is so good at doing. Um, all right, lowdown. Big Show winning the Intercontinental Championship. Is it kind of weird to see a guy like that hold that title or not necessarily? Um, I mean, it's the big show, so not really. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, as far as I, like I'm concerned, it was a, it was a decent match. Um, and I think it was a moment for him winning that title for the first time more than anything. I was surprised at how much that clearly meant to him. Like that he legitimately was crying at winning the Intercontinental Championship. Well, Cody actually got it over that the Big Show never actually did anything good at WrestleMania because they, mm-hmm. they kept talking about his record. I think it was like 2-8 and eight or something at the time at WrestleMania. But, like, this whole, like, I like Cody. I love Cody Rhodes, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's <laughs> underrated. Yeah, de- definitely, especially at this point because at this point, Cody Rhodes, well. Not to in- cut you off, was this before or after Handsome Cody? After. 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 Okay. After. Yeah. So at this point, Cody Rhodes, he was probably the most one of the most entertaining things on SmackDown because they still had the brand split. But I was really upset that he actually never got that shot at the World Heavyweight Title because mm-hmm. at this point, the World Heavyweight Title was nothing but a gold version of the Intercontinental Title. Right. At the, at this point, and he delivered. He was in the upper mid card. He matched with Randy Orton a few months prior and Booker T. But I was just so mad, at this, especially at this time. You could have at least put the World Heavyweight Title on because it was nothing more than what he was doing with the Intercontinental Title. And at the time when he in October to November, Mark Henry, who actually did carry SmackDown at that time, he was a World Champion. He did a great job. But Cody Rhodes, you could have took a risk and gave it to Cody Rhodes if you're putting a belt on Mark Henry so late in his career. Yeah. Um. So, low down, I'm pretty sure you have Scott Hall and maybe Mr. Perfect as, like, your two guys that are the best to never hold a world championship. Am I, am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Where Would you put Cody Rhodes anywhere near there? Uh, absolutely. Well, I just, yeah, because I feel like him overall, like, I, I, I really wish he would have never left the company, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, I think, like, it's, it still would have been like it still would have been a while for him to get to it, mm-hmm. but I feel like you know what I mean him going away, hopefully building you know his 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 profile a little bit more. Hopefully when he comes back, we'll you know see how that puts him in into the title picture. But like I definitely think he you know eventually would have got to that point. So two questions: one, have you seen his stuff he's done outside of WWE? And two, do you, you you're pretty sure he will come back to WWE eventually? 
Yeah, I've seen a good bit of his stuff. Um, I'm wait. I, I haven't. I don't even know if it's on video, but I'm like really like big on Pete Dunn right now. So mm-hmm. like I, I know him and Pete Dunn have a match that I want to try to catch. Um, hopefully on YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like it was just kind of like a like a proving thing. Like you know, like I'm gonna go out there and show you what I can do. Like back in a regular setting, and then you know come back and you know you guys allow me to be who what I wanted to be outside of the Stardust character. So I think he'll definitely go back, but I think right now he's just trying to, you know, prove some things. So you don't think he just left like I'm just done with the company? He was saying, you're not letting me do what I want to do here. I'll go do what I want to do somewhere else. And yeah, I think he's just, yeah, he'll definitely, I think he's just definitely trying to prove that I'm like, you know, outside of Stardust character, like I can do great things. Hmm. Alo, you agree with that? I don't think he'll come back. You don't think he will? I, at this point, a lot of, a lot, especially a lot of independent guys, they claim they don't need WWE money because they can make WWE money out there on the indies. So do you think a lot of these former stars are wrong in saying guys won't take risks because there's nobody else to get a paycheck from? You said, are they wrong? Are they wrong in saying Because that's how everybody paints it. Like, there's only one game in town. There's not one game in town. Well, it depends how, how big of a name you are. Like, Cody Rose, he might not have been world champion, but he's a household name. He's Dusty Rhodes' son. He, yeah. And he, he legit has a legitimate fan base. So he's one of those guys that actually go out there and actually, make make a make a living for him. Make a living for himself. Well, well, I don't think it's a money thing for him. I think it was a whole thing of you know he like his whole basis was pretty much they kept him stuck in that character. He didn't want to play that character anymore. So I definitely don't think it's a money thing. And then two, you know, what I mean he's in he's on the indie scene. And do I think he can get the push to the main thing? Yes. But right now, as far as even being in the Bullet Club, he's like what the third man out. Like as far as a singles competitor, because he's under Kenny Omega and and uh, Adam Cole. So. So it's not like he's already at the top of the indie scene. Just no, no. He's, he's, he's definitely like mid-carding right now. Well, it, well, he's been headlined, well, put out there as like a, a headliner for all these like promotions, well, events he does. Not all of them. Not, he's well, been for like WCPW, stuff like that, not, but as far as like... Well, as far as like... So you're talking straight indie stuff. It, like, 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 if you, like Ring of Honor, like in Final Battle, he was like... They, they 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 put that out months and months ahead. Cody Rose when they beat at, at Final Battle, even at Impact, and Cody signs with Impact even though it was for it's only for short stints. No, but, no one watches Impact. You can't. Oh, <laughs> I made the mistake of watching it. I don't want to talk about it. No, but no, it was horrible. <laughs> but um, yeah, Cody Rose like he's in the Bullet Club now. Adam Cole leaves or whatever, he'll he'll rise up. But Cody Rose he's actually has the exposure, and we know what Cody Rose can do because. The dashing gimmick, he got that mm-hmm. over. The um, the the, the um, undashing, he got that over. The stash, he got over. Mm-hmm. He got over everything, even Stardust. It's, it, this is a different time. Imagine what the Stardust character could have actually been. Yeah, I, I love Stardust with for a Gold long Dust. time, and it, they just didn't do anything with it. Um, we had a Divas uh, tag team match: Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres against Maria Menounos and Kelly Kelly. Uh, anybody have anything to say about this one? Uh, not really. Um, but, uh, the, the, the double, uh, the double, uh, stink face was good. Oh, yeah, well, that was good. The double sweet face is King called. Yeah, the sweet face. Uh, Beth Phoenix named to the Hall of Fame, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, just this past week. Um, actually, so I wasn't watching WWE at this time, but I do remember a trending hashtag that I saw on Twitter I don't remember what exactly the hashtag was, but it was about Maria Menounos because people thought she pooped her pants <laughs> during the match, and really it was Eve Torres' makeup on the back of her shorts. So I do remember seeing that on Twitter. It's the only thing I remember actually live from that event. 
Um, um, Kelly Kelly looking good. Yeah, are you, are yeah. you any more excited for her to come back after watching this I, match? I have something to say about that. Okay. She she actually went, well, she got a lot better, but she actually wasn't that bad. Like, she had good matches with Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix carried a lot of it, but if she worked with the, guy, the woman we have now, then I'll be open to it because she actually wasn't that bad. Uh, Lord, how do you? Because oh, he, Donovan, act, the ones who asked his question, so it's kind of. Oh, really? On the, so, the how do you feel about Kelly Kelly coming back? Uh, I mean, she looks good, so <laughs> can't hurt. But um, I, I mean, I don't know where she's gonna be in the mix of with all the females they have now. They're not even using. They're not even properly using all the females that they have now. So. Um, she's, I think, you know, it'd kind of be a pop for those who remember her, but, you know, she's probably just going to get pushed in the shuffle unless she goes to uh, SmackDown. Yeah, I would guess anyone that was around back then would probably really enjoy getting the chance to be a part of it now. Um, totally different time. Uh, we had Matt Stryker backstage with HBK. They were, again, putting over the idea that this was the end of an era, and Michaels kept making the comment of, like, he has all this power in the palm of his hand. Uh, I guess people were wondering, was he going to help Triple H in this match? I'm assuming that that, that was a prevailing question. Um, but also part of the story was, would Triple, H be able to, would Triple H be able to do something that HBK was unable to do? And they definitely tried to drive that wedge between the two of them. Um, that Triple H, you're not as good as Sean. Sean was always better than you. Um, and then with The Undertaker, he's trying to get vengeance for the beating he had taken the previous year at WrestleMania. Now, how long was that played out? Like, Undertaker trying to get Triple H to agree to this match? It was about a month. A month? Yeah. So we're talking, like, over somewhere between, like, three and five yeah. mm-hmm. Um Lowdown, do you, like, how much do you remember that, the build to this? I don't. Um, no, I don't no, even know no, if no. I was. I don't even know. I don't think I was regularly watching at that point. I was just watching the pay per views at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, the vignette started with Taker cutting his hair, talking about getting vengeance, and he was. And he, he was cutting it like a little bit at a time or yeah, something, right? Yeah, but he had, he had already had cut his hair. Okay. So it was just it was just, a, it was just for the video, <laughs> but um, it was all for show. Yeah. So it was basically trying to like basically. Reliving what Triple H did to him, like the video packages were, were really cool. Mm-hmm. It was basically reliving what Triple H, what Triple H did to him, and he kept tri- trying to bait Triple H into the match. And then Triple H is the one who said "Hell in a Cell." Yeah. And later down the line, Shawn Michaels would be introduced as the referee. Mm-hmm. Well, we had Jr. come out. He was doing a, a guest commentating spot on this, which was very welcome. I miss um, Jr. Me too, and he was great on this match. Like <laughs> there was nobody else that really should have called this match but him. I was, uh, it was a moment on uh, the Paul Heyman DVD where, mm-hmm. uh, like, and you know, Paul Heyman just like, I literally was like trying to get under JR's skin. And there was like a moment where he said something to JR and it was a pause, and JR was just like, You're really sick. You know that? Like, <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like, he just said normal things that are just like really <laughs> funny for some reason. They were an awesome team together. Um, it's unfortunate that we don't still have that type of team on commentary anymore. We could. We could, but we don't, and we never will, unfortunately. We could have a lot, but Vince just likes trolling us. Yeah, he, he loves that. I, like, I feel like almost all of last year's WrestleMania card was him trolling us. <laughs> like, Sasha losing, AJ losing, Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship. Like, I feel like almost every result that happened on that card last year. But troll. 
was basically yeah, like him giving well, us the I finger. I liked the Zack Ryder winning thing. That was, he kind of deserved that moment. I won't say he didn't deserve it, but like who did? I don't even remember who do we all think was going to win at that time. I said Sami uh, Zayn and Joey. Joey, I think that is what we thought. We thought Zayn was going to win. I think everybody yeah, it was out of Owen and Zayn. Yeah, and then Joey jokingly says Zack Ryder. Yeah, went out on a limb, and he, he won the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Undertaker was nineteen and zero at this time. Um, we had Triple H with long hair. Undertaker with that awful short hair look. Uh, hopefully, everybody else hated that look as much as I did. Uh, yeah, I, I hate when he shaved his hair. It's ridiculous. Just yeah, not a good look for him. Um, Michaels looked a lot more like HBK at this notes. time <laughs> than he does now. It's my notes. He doesn't look like he's just bouncing around, going through the motions. He looked like himself. Um, I know. Low down. This was the reason why you picked this show was this match so the the one thing i'm going to say about this one this is an awesome match this was the first match i think i watched after getting the network like i think i subscribed to the network i put it on and wrestle 20 wrestlemania 28 was just on and it was like right before this match started so i was like oh let me watch this you know triple h and the undertaker hell in a cell the streak and i was like wow like that was great why have i not been watching this Obviously, well, I have a question for Ayla oh, yeah. real quick. What's up? Um, did, 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 did Triple H mess his shoulder up in this match? I could have swore like I seen his shoulder pop out of socket like during this match. I didn't pay that any mind. Nothing came out after. No, nothing came out about it. Okay. So he didn't all right. Sorry, Ryan. I cut you off. Oh, you're fine. Person. All I was going to say is that was the first thing I watched uh, after getting the network. It made me feel like maybe I should have been watching all this time. No. Um, yeah, well, there, there were things I would see after this that was like, oh, yeah, this is why I wasn't <laughs> watching. But, um, yeah, this match was great. The story was great. The selling was great from both, all three guys, really. I mean, HBK, as, as the ref, played such a great part in this match. Um, I don't want to say he stole the show, because he didn't. But he had an unbelievable role to play in this match. Him just wanting it to be over. Like, to me, that put so much of what was happening over that he just wanted it to end. And neither guy would give up. Uh, so I love this. Um... Lowdown, I'll, I'll let you go uh, first on this one, since, like you said, this, this was the high point of this for you. So what, yeah, what were um, your thoughts on this match? Well, Triple H is the king of entrances. Like, that's just <laughs> just hands down. Like, this dude, like, spares no expense when it comes to an entrance for WrestleMania mm-hmm. for him. Like, um, so just, you know, definitely great entrance as usual. You know, Taker, you know, does, the, you know, this is Taker entrance. It's long and it's dark and, you know, you get chills <laughs> and such. Um. My actually, I actually had a question of why Taker's haircut was a big deal, but you know, being that you know about the vignettes and things like that, we understand now why that was a, a yeah. big deal. Um, Triple H definitely took a lot of the early punishment um, starting off, um, which was you know kind of what it was. I mean, it's a little surprising, but not very surprising. I mean, just because you know you don't know how the match is necessarily going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of um, the, the 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 chair shots were like very very vicious in this match, like from both guys. Like just kind of stuff that you really don't see anymore. Um, and that was probably like you know the last of probably I don't, I'm not sure, but definitely like what I feel is probably the last of the era where we seen like vicious chair shots and things of that nature like that. So um, that definitely just kind of played into the whole uh, aspect of the match. Um, the uh, the, the whole spot with Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels talking, you know, just like Triple H just, you know, hell-bent on trying to hurt him. And, you know, mm-hmm. Michael's just like, you know, stop, stop. Like, and he's just like, well, you end it or I will. Like, yeah. 
you know, and I think that was kind of like getting, you know, the, the feel of the match over to this Triple H just can continue to say, you know, end it or I will like, you know, and I think that kind of also kind of broke kayfabe a little bit um, on the fact that, you know, like, you know, just kind of the feelings and the emotions were getting involved with, with the guys in the ring, you know. Um, and that also showed the respect factor of you know, from Triple H to, to take her. Like, you know, like, I literally have to take this guy out. So, like, if you won't end it, like, I'm going to have to because right. like, he's not going <laughs> to give up. Um, uh, just the, uh, the, the Hell's Gate on Michaels, um, I feel like that kind of turned the tide of the match a little bit again. Um, which was uh, kind of it's, – it's funny how, how Taker evolved just like, you know, just – how he went from, you know, just being, you know, his regular character to just, you know, continuously evolving and, and you know, implementing some of the MMA stuff in it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the sweet chin music to uh, the pedigree, that was kind of a, a different spot because, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, is he turning or, you know, w- you know what's going on here? And just kind of like seeing how that really didn't work. And, um that was that was definitely a moment because you know Sean was definitely spent. He definitely thought you know it had been over and you know, you know it, I think that showed also added to you know Sean's whole thing of wanting it to be over. Just kind of like and also it was obviously like a revenge. Like you know he just hit him so yeah. <laughs> it, it added to that. Um, um the the um just kind of like uh the, you know once again like just uh I I I personally like think like. One of the chair shots that Taker gave Triple H popped his shoulder out of socket. Um, yeah, I didn't me notice personally. that. I have, to, I like have to go back and watch that now. I'm actually curious to see that. Yeah, I, I feel like it because even like like you could tell like when they were walking out the ring, like Triple H was kind of like his shoulder was like kind of hunched. And even when he did like the suck it, like his arm, like mm-hmm. just like it didn't look like the other one. Like it wasn't like really like parallel. Like it looked like he was just like kind of like trying to mask it a lot. But, like, you know, it definitely, like, I think it, like, popped out of his socket. Um, and just, like, even that, just, like, the the whole uh, the uh, part of him doing the socket, you know, being in, like, his last moment, like, it just it reminded <laughs> me of uh, the Cleo moment and set it off. Like, <laughs> it was just, like, this is the last, like, hurrah disrespect I can give you, so I'm just going to do it and, like, go out strong. And, like, I, I definitely thought that was, like, just a, a good moment. Um, but, um, I also noticed, like, Taker Sarah tattoo was going at that, at that point. Like, I didn't notice it till like, hmm. then, but, like, the tattoo he had for his ex-wife on his neck was going, and I didn't notice it till like, that match. Um, and I, me personally, and some people may feel differently about this, I feel like this should have been Taker's last match, personally. Um, I feel like that was, that would have been a great match to go out on. Well, it would have fit the moniker of end of an era. Um, <laughs> it made him 20-0, which would have been... Quite a number for him to go out on. And just that shot of the three of them walking out together and getting up to the ramp and soaking in the applause, it would have been a fitting way to go out. Yeah, now, Alo, I know you said you had something to say about yeah. the idea of it being the end of an era. Yeah, first thing in my notes, end of an era where? <laughs> they do the same thing. They show up in January and then they they come to WrestleMania and they, you, they leave for months and you don't see them again or hear, or hear from the Undertaker. In, in, in his perspective, but I have a new whole new appreciation for this match because remember I told you really yeah because, See, I would have thought you would have held this in extremely high regard. I hold I held twenty seven to a high regard because the story to that match was excellent because tri- Taker retired Triple H. I'm um, Sean the year before, and nobody ever beat the Undertaker 
to the limits that Triple mm-hmm. H did at, at WrestleMania 27 the year before. And it was taken basically won by luck because Triple H happened to fall into Hell's Gates. Yeah. So he won by, by basically fell into, fell into the win. He hardly got any offense in. And I didn't appreciate the details that were in this match. There are a lot of details that make this match that much great for me. Like, I'll hold this. Like, 28 and 27 are interchangeable for me now. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like, how, depends how I'm feeling. But the inclusion of Shawn Michaels as the referee was, like, basically, this was just basically booked, booked perfectly. The, the inclusion of Shawn Michaels in this match was, was great because another thing is, when Michaels got named the referee to this match, I realized something, something to myself that any time, either face or heel, whatever, whatever version Triple H was, Triple H never lost when Shawn Michaels was the referee. Mm-hmm. He never lost. So that was a, another big Yeah, they talked that. about that, too. Yeah, yeah they mentioned it, but, but when, this, when this match happened, I was like, wait. I, I did the math in my head. I was like, I remember this match. He never lost. But were all those wins when Triple H or when uh, HBK was wearing the little shorts? Do you think except that one played time, a factor in Except the one time. Except one time, I think. <laughs> he didn't have the little shorts on. But like Donovan said, like, Michael's just played, like, even, you and Donovan said, talking about Michael's just playing the, the role of the referee perfectly because he, at points, he was just cringing. Because he, he didn't want to look. He, yeah. he wasn't even looking at, at, at both of them guys. Anytime somebody got hit, he would just look away and cringe. The, the, the switch him music to the pedigree, when that happened, I just could not stop but thinking about Joe Lafferty. <laughs> it's like, God damn it, this son of a bitch is going to win. <laughs> you don't think Laff was happy at that of moment? Of course he's going to beat Taker. And when Taker kicked out, he, his day was made. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I thought this match was perfect. I, I, I held this to a whole new, new regard. This was sports entertainment at its finest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the sports entertainment thing, because I will mention that a little later. Um, after this match, we got Fink introducing the Hall of Fame class of 2012. I don't remember everybody. Well, one thing about that oh, yeah. match. At the end of the match, the tables were kind of turned because Triple H dominated that whole match. He was telling Taker to come on. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it, the tables the table turned. Triple H was like, come on, but he was the one that was all, all beat it down. Yeah. Taker was the one standing tall. Yeah, he was the one that couldn't walk out on his own. Power. Yeah, because Triple H was the one, even in this match, he dominated a lot of this match, especially, mm-hmm. especially the first half. But it was perfect that Taker was like, Taker was the one standing tall, and Triple H was the beating battered down one. Yeah, and Undertaker achieved what his ultimate goal was, which wasn't even necessarily to win. It was that he wanted to feel like he had gotten the better of it, which yeah. he didn't the year before. Um, it was probably one of the last WrestleManias where he walked out on his own will as well. <laughs> well... Uh, maybe because he because he beat Punk. Mm-hmm. Then after that was Brock. Mm-hmm. And then he had and that then Bray. Yeah, he had that pillow Bray Wyatt. And then and then Shane. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess Roman this year. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Maybe that'll be the end for him. Um, mm. <laughs> Hall of Fame class 2012. I don't remember everyone, but it was Edge, Mike Tyson, the Four Horsemen, Yokozuna, and Ron Simmons. That's a hell of a class. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw it. I was like, wow, that was a great class that year. Um, we had the, the infamous Flo Rida, uh. Heath Slater segment. Whoa, whoa, we can't skip the Edge moment. That was a moment. Oh, the, the tears? That's what, the... Yeah, that's what. That's one of the moments that made this a, a low slobber knocker for me. Was that that emotional moment for him? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could tell he was trying to. 
Yeah, he was trying to like keep it in, but like you could tell, like he just couldn't. Like it, it just it was overwhelming him, and you know he he started crying a little bit because I mean you got to realize like what two two years prior, maybe not even two years, maybe a year prior or so. Yeah. yeah, like you were just like one of the most dominant guys in the company, and you're forced pretty much to retire. So like it's it's definitely like a, a sad moment. Oh yeah, that's it is crazy how early he had, how young he had to retire because. One, he was a guy who was, it's not like he was great when he was young. Like, he was good, and he got some push when he was young. But he got to that certain point where he started to figure out who he was as a character, and he skyrocketed. So, like, think of how many good years he could have had left Yeah, if he didn't have to retire. But he put himself through a lot. He put his body through a lot. Trying to wait the company on his neck. Yeah, yeah, like literally. Um, that that was a cool moment, though. And I I do remember seeing his Hall of Fame speech, and the same thing when he when he heard his music, he kind of broke down a little bit. Which, like you said, I, I don't even think I was taking that into account that he literally was involved in WrestleMania the year before. Do you remember what his match was? A-Lo Del Rio for the world title. He okay. beat Del Rio. So he was still a world champion just the year before. Yeah, and then the SmackDown after that, he relinquished the title. And then did he have to do anything else after that, or was that it? Um, he helped Christian win the World Heavyweight title at the Extreme Rules in the latter match. But he didn't have any more matches himself? No. Okay, so he after that WrestleMania, he was basically done. Mm-hmm. And then he was an immediate Hall of Famer, which deserved. Yeah. Um, what are their criteria for this thing, man? Like, I don't understand it. I don't really know. I, I think that they probably just like to get a good mix of, like, someone who is in people's minds still... They probably like to get some a couple old timers in there. They probably like to get somebody who's been long overlooked. In a hometowner. And yeah, hometowner. Uh, who's going in from Orlando there or from Florida this year? Do we know? I don't know yet. Is Flo Rida gonna get in the celebrity wing? Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> that could be. Ayla, how'd you feel about that? Shaq getting in. I love Shaq and all, but man. Well he's resting. I don't think that can happen. Uh according to Shaq, that's off. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Got, uh, yeah. On his podcast he said it. Yeah, that sounds like something Vince would do. Tell him you're not doing it. Like, and then he really does it. So I don't believe it tells shit. So you, you believe Shaq will have a match until you see that he does, hasn't had a match? Well, yeah, because, I mean, Big Show, I think, is still promoting it on his Instagram. That, that's what he's been working out and stuff for. So. He is. The last thing I saw was him saying that um, Shaq was trying to get out of it. Uh, so I don't know. Hopefully he's not. I mean, I shouldn't say hopefully he's not. It's not like I need to see a Shaquille well, according O'Neal according to Shaq. It's, it's not on his end. It's WWE's end. That's what he said on his podcast. Like they don't want him to or they won't pay him well, enough money to That's do all it. he said. Because the contract was signed months ago, hmm. Shaq said. Because he's been promoting this since like November. How do you listen to a Shaq podcast? It's, a, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if I could do it, it myself. No, it, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm not joking. It is funny. Well, maybe I'll give it a try. It's on podcast one, right? Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I'm intrigued not that, now. Not that I need to, to plug podcast Halo, one. Halo but. approved. All right, and Halo approved Shaq podcast <laughs> on podcast one. Uh, Shaq we had, needs to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll take some of that money. I'll take some of that movie theater or Taco Bell or KFC or... Old Spice. Old Spice uh, uh, wait, money, wait, wait, whatever whole, else he's got his money. Something Icy like Hot that. Patch, that's what it is. Icy Hot, yeah, anything. Um, Want the deputy money. <laughs> oh god uh we had team johnny and team teddy the 12 man tag i don't really have any thoughts on this other than two one this was the point when i was like this match right here what i'm watching 
was the image I had in my head of what WWE is and why I don't watch it anymore. Um, and the fact that The Miz won, and at this point, The Miz was undefeated at WrestleMania. <laughs> I love that they threw that tidbit in there. Um, any Either one of you have anything you want to get into about the 12-man tag, other than Johnny became the GM of both shows? How about the wish of talent Drew McIntyre was? Yeah. Well, Pretty much, yeah. Do you think he'll be coming back? Well, he left TNA. No. Lowdown, do you don't think he'll be back? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> he left Impact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone's leaving Impact. Uh-huh. Yeah, Impact left Impact. Yeah, they're they're leaving in droves at this. TNA point. caught left Impact. They don't even call it TNA Impact anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. What what is it called now? Just Impact Wrestling. Yep. Unfortunately, with the uh, whatever company that bought its logo as their logo now. I don't know. It should just be called wrestling. It should just be just called... wrestling. Just wrestling. <laughs> if you want to call it that. You know what? If I was flipping through channels and I saw on the guy just <laughs> wrestling, I'm not going to lie, I probably would turn it on to see what it was. More likely than if I saw Impact Wrestling. So that you may be on to something with them just calling... You, I like your, your branding ideas, Lowdown. Wrestling. Because I would tune in to just wrestling. This is um, what I'm going to school for, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's paying off. You, you're definitely learning it. Um, we had A-Rod and Tory Wilson in the crowd. A-Roy? A-Roy, yes. First of um, all, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, so I will not acknowledge that, man. Good. I Well, acknowledge Tory, my God. Yeah, really. I, I really didn't want that. That will be acknowledged, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we had Punk backstage with Johnny. Johnny trying to get in his head a little bit, saying, you look like you want to beat him up. I don't want to fight. I want a, a wrestling match. And then as Jericho is making his entrance... Not quite as good of an entrance as he's had for the last six months. <laughs> didn't have that stink face, didn't have the scarf, didn't have the kind of hanging, drooping oh, hand. So uh, but they, they mentioned a last-minute stipulation that a DQ would cost Punk the title, which obviously this was something Johnny wanted to do to try to get the belt off of Punk. Um, Jericho I hate Johnny Laronitis' voice. Yeah, it's... What? I don't like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. I'm a dynamic dude. <laughs> We nah, had, he needs to lay off the cigarettes if he does, because that's what he, I, I immediately think he's on cigarettes every time I hear him talk. He does, and now he's the patriarch of the Bella family. Mama Bella, love it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. This disgusting. is a great vignette. I didn't really know what was going on in this storyline. So <laughs> Jericho obviously running down CM Punk's family, his father, his sister. I love the line Punk had saying, uh, you're all... Well, Basically, he's saying, I'm in here swimming with the sharks while you're off dancing with, with the, the stars. stars. I was so like, good. oh, that was so good. <laughs> so good. Um, one of my favorite moments of the match was Jericho begging him to hit him with the chair. Yeah. Because he would have won the title, obviously, yeah. if he did. That was early in the match, too. It was. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I was like, this is good, Jericho. This, this is vintage Jericho right here. <laughs> um, yeah, th- I thought this was a really good match. The suplex from the apron to the floor I thought was nuts. Uh, I love the spot with the uh, lion salt onto Punk's knees, transitioning into the walls of Jericho. The Hurricane Rana into the walls of Jericho, and then Punk winning by submission. I thought was a nice touch. Well, nice Jericho. Did he say "tap you, son of a bitch," or is that the month that later? Uh, I don't remember hearing okay. that. I know, I know, it was a, I know it was the month. I think it was a month after Extreme Rules when they had their street fight. Lowdown. Do you rem- do you remember him saying that or no? No, I don't remember him okay, saying that. It was that. the next month then. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. Now, I know your your main motivation for picking this pay-per-view was the Hell in a Cell match. 
Did you remember this match? And if you didn't, was it? Did this turn out to be like a bright spot for you? Yeah, that was definitely a pleasant surprise. Um, just kind of seeing the, the promo. They, that was a really good promo. Seeing you know Jericho being the savage that he was at that point, just you know egging Punk on, and and I think that was different because Punk usually is the person getting under under other people's skin. So I think it was different to see like somebody getting under Punk's skin. Um, so I think that was just very different uh, aspect to see because I, I wasn't watching at the time, so I vaguely remember Punk's run, but I definitely did like Punk. But um, just kind of like always seeing like typically he's the one who's trying to be the antagonizer, but it was different seeing like him being antagonized for once. Yeah, and it was actually get, clearly getting to him. It's amazing. Yeah. What, it's amazing what five year difference made for Jericho and his look. I know. He looks so much younger mm-hmm. than just five years ago. He really had the shorter hair. His physique was a little better. Had the jacket. The jacket, yeah, the ten thousand dollar jacket, jacket. however much it was. The Dean Ambrose, I'm sure, still hasn't paid for. Um, I popped more for the jacket than actually jacket. I was like, oh, the jacket is <laughs> the jacket's best. I did pop for that. That alone was worth no, going I forgot, back to I forgot, watch. I forgot it. the jacket was a thing. I was happy to see it. I really did. But um, Jericho, like you said, Jericho just shouting about his family. Your, your father's a drunk. Your dad, um, yeah, your sister's a drug guy. Your dad's a drunk. So good. At one point, in the, after he got thrown out of the ring. He's yelling at him, how's your sister? Yeah, yeah, how's your so dad? good. So good. <laughs> like, just trying to, to needle him just that much more. So, oh, you, you didn't say you were watching both at the time, because even when Jericho returned for this, mm-hmm. like, in January, with the end of the world promos, it was so good, because he didn't say anything for weeks. Yeah. The, the crowd, they were so happy oh, to see Oh, this him. was when that happened. Yeah, this is when that happened. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's all he would say. <laughs> he wouldn't speak with the mic or nothing. He, just, he would just leave. Okay, I also liked that he called Punk a... Uh, a plagiarist, oh, a thief. Sorry. He said, "There's a pla- there's plagiarism, there's thievery, and then there's CM Punk I, for stealing the best in the world." When he was, moniker. When he was giving the prom, um, the um, the video package, I always go back to. He always talked about the, talked about this on his show about how Vince was like, "Yeah, I want you to call him a bastard." <laughs> <laughs> well, the legal definition, yeah. as Jericho put it, exactly. he was. Um, yeah, I thought this was a good match. I like to finish. I liked a lot of the work they did. I liked a lot of the character stuff. Um, this match made me wish CM Punk was still around. Not that I didn't already, but I just yeah, feel like he's another one who left early. Yeah, there's so much he'd be able to do now. There's so much good work he'd be able to do in this company now. Um, one thing I think about, I thought about, is like ice uh, ice cream that the New Day trying to get over. Mm-hmm. Like if he was around, Punk would have got his ice cream bars. Now. I know, and he missed out on that opportunity too. It, it's a shame he's missed out on a lot. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, we had the uh, Funkasaurus brought us clay uh, with the Funkadactyls, Naomi, and uh, what was her name? I can't remember her name now. Cameron. Cameron, that's right. Come on, man. Come on, man. It was, it was good to see them. Bro- <laughs> we, got, we got the actual literal call to his mama, <laughs> which I didn't expect. His mama came out with the bridge club. What did you guys think of that? That was terrible. It was stupid. All right, good. I'm well, not the only one. You, you had to get the crowd calmed down and bored. I guess. I don't know. That that was ridiculous. Uh, then we got Diddy, Machine Gun Kelly. We didn't need either one of those. Oh, got, God. We got Flow Rider. I threw up in my mouth a little bit through this portion of the show. I actually like that MGK song. No. Really? No, I don't forwarded. like MGK songs. No one likes MGK songs. No, I don't either. I liked when Kevin Owens powerbombed well, him off how the about stage. This? I, I like Skylar Gray's part. How about that? That's fine. No, with no, that. no, 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 no. <laughs> That leads us to the main event, Once in a Lifetime, John Cena versus The Rock. 
first observation, it was very weird to see Cena as, like, the lesser guy. Yeah. Like, it, uh, I felt that way looking at him. Like, you're in there with The Rock. Like, this guy's ten times, like, a bigger guy than you. Bigger name than you. Um, and this, to me, is what, quote-unquote, spectacle and sports entertainment is. Like, this is not a five-star classic technical match, but this is two huge stars that have the crowd in the palm of their hands, like, a lot of great reactions. Neither guy about to get taken out anytime soon. A lot of kickouts, a lot of false finishes. Uh, we had Cena attempting a people's elbow. I, I did enjoy this match. It was not once in a lifetime because we've got it again as the main event the next year for the title. But I did actually enjoy this more than I expected to. Well, I have a question. Um, during Flo Rida's, uh oh, performance, uh-huh. the Tron uh, motorcycle was out there. What was that about? Wait, what happened? The, the motorcycle from the Tron movie, it was out there during his set. Like, what was that all about? I don't, uh, I don't understand. I fast, Tron, was I, Tron remade around that time? Was it released at that time? It may have been, but I fast-forwarded through the entrances because it was too long for me. I, I mean, I did, too, but I, I noticed that as The Rock was, like, coming out, I think, like, it was just sitting there, and I'm just like, well, I don't understand why that's there. What is that, what is that about? I oh. noticed the bike, but I didn't I didn't put, put together that it was from Tron. Um, mm-hmm. So I have no idea. My guess is it's just some type of advertising tie-in. Um, but lowdown, did did this play any part in you picking this pay per view? Did did this match mean anything to you at the time or now? No, uh, it was okay. <laughs> decent uh, for what it was. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was just pretty much decent for what it was. Um, you know the spectacle that it was it was trying to pretty much with the height what it was trying to be hyped up to be it was decent for for what it was. Okay. Alo, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought the match was fine. It was a, it was a good match. It wasn't a clinic, but that's the whole sports entertainment aspect of it. Because and Braun Strowman versus Big Show. <laughs> that, that was a clinic. But, um, <laughs> that was a clinic. And that was a clinic. But this is the whole, where the whole sports entertainment aspect comes in because I think Nick Lendl was on the show on mm-hmm. the latest, latest Unsanctioned episode. He talked about, okay, I understand why Punk was angry, but if you want to sell something... Who, who are you going to sell, The Rock or CM Punk? Right. And that, that's, that's what this was. Like, WWE, when they create these characters and the, char- the characters that become the big names throughout the company, you, bring, you put them against your other, your new big name in the company, that's going to sell. And you can sell that to older fans who don't watch it anymore. It's like, oh, The Rock's facing John Cena because they know who John Cena is. They know who The Rock is. They'll just go and watch, watch, watch the show just for The Rock. You get so many more pay-per-view buys. But that's where the whole new, that's where the whole sports entertainment aspect comes into, comes into this. We will get, like, the match was fine. Like, I didn't have a problem with it. It was just, it was just a match. See, like, Cena actually thought he had Rock beat during the most awkward mm-hmm. run I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and walked into a rock bottom. It was a, br- a, a real abrupt finish because of Cena's run. It was so, yeah. it, seemed, it seemed real lazy. And basically, yeah. I, I guess you could say he was showboating to an extent. But I didn't really have that much of a problem with the match. No, like, like Ledon said, I, I feel like it was good for what it was. Like, you're not expecting Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles. You're expecting The Rock versus John Cena. The crowd was into it, which always makes any match better. And it it gets you invested because it's one of those matches, like I said, where there are two guys who ultimately never really lose. So it's like, okay, how's this thing going to, to play out? Um, did, like To your point about The Rock being a big name that's going to sell, at the time, this was the highest-selling WWE pay-per-view of all time, I really? believe. I read that it sold like 1.2 million, had 1.2 million buys. So it worked. 
that did the job. Now, I don't know if anything came along after that to top it. And obviously, we'll never get a million WWE pay-per-view buys ever again because I don't even know how we get one pay-per-view buy at this point. <laughs> because if you're not... I don't mean to advertise. I just plugged podcast can, one can, 10 can minutes it, ago. Can you, you can. Go ahead. Can I get WWE Network 999 Mago? <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I don't understand why you would ever buy a WWE pay-per-view at this point. Just get the network. You stupid Mago. <laughs> yeah, Byron Saxon is the worst at selling it. I can't take that dude shoes. Yeah, no, the, I the, can't the way either. he smiles about it, I'm like, stop it. Get, get, off, get off my television. Yeah, you, you got to notice, like, every time he talks... Michael Cole's face, like he's just <laughs> staring at him, and it is the most hilarious thing. Like he just looks at him, like don't you me- don't you mess up, don't say anything. <laughs> like he's just like his look is just so hilarious. Well, that's one but, of my um, favorite things about going into Survivor Series this year was that Cole or uh, JBL and Saxton are on two different shows, <laughs> and one of JBL's things was like I get to beat up Byron Saxton at Survivor Series. I thought it was great. Go ahead, Lowdown. I'm sorry. Um, the, I didn't think about it until uh, Ayla was just saying uh, something about CM Punk. I didn't realize there's a lot of similarities between, like, him and Bret Hart's work ethic. Like, they're two guys, like, who didn't, like, necessarily, like, they kind of had the same kind of issue with, mm-hmm. with, with the business. Like, they were more so into, like, trying to win matches rather than, you know, take collect their check. And, you know, just like most people are just like, yo, I'll, I'll take the money and, you know, be fine. But they really cared about, like, how, like, the matches were going to be perceived and things like that. And I just, like, I didn't realize, like, that similarity to, like, just now. It's actually a good comparison. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody else make it. But you're right. Like, they took the work seriously. They are trying to be... Well, either the best in the world or the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. But they actually took that to heart and were trying to do that. And both of them ultimately kind of got screwed over by the company in the end, yeah. really. I mean, they both walked away on bad terms. Well, Brett screwed Brett. <laughs> Brett <laughs> screwed Brett, yeah. I, I, uh, that is actually a good comparison. Um, yeah, so, Lowdown, this didn't go out on a high note for you. No, I feel like the Taker and Triple H match should have been the last match if they were going to really have the moment. Which match do you think the crowd responded to more? That one. The uh, Taker versus Triple H match. Because it was a bigger moment. It was a bit, One, it was a better match, and it was a bigger moment. Do you think WWE will ever get to where the match the fans care about will be the main event, or do you think it will always be the match with the two biggest names they can find is always going to be the main event from here on out? Well, someone who's studying uh, business at this moment, I know that I know that uh, once you once you incorpor- once you have a corporation and you have stockholders and mm-hmm. things like that, they're pretty much always going to gear more to them than mostly the fans. So I feel like as long if whenever the what the stockholders wants match up with what the fans want, then I think we'll get it. But as long as it it doesn't go that way, I think we'll kind of get what we're getting. So basically. We're screwed now at this point as fans. Uh, unless we can get more fans as stockholders, yeah. All right. Well, maybe we got to be make WWE like the Green Bay Packers, and we it's a it's owned by the fans. I don't know how we do it, <laughs> but I guess we got to find a way to try. Um, anyone have any final thoughts on WrestleMania 28 before we wrap it up? It's over. It's over. That's true. Is that it? That's it for you, Alo. That it's over. Yep. Lowdown. Any final thoughts for you? Um, only thing I really like gotta say about that that Rock and Cena match was just like I mean, the Rock definitely looked out of his element. 
mm-hmm. um, a little bit. <clears throat> you could tell like he hasn't been wrestling a while, and I, I would be surprised like if he if he was even like training a little bit because he just looked like he was like definitely out of his element. I feel like Cena was definitely trying to like it was kind of it was a little different. Like he was definitely like kind of boastful as. That's how we, as how he was wrestling. Like he definitely was trying to like show the right, like this isn't your element anymore. Like you don't belong here anymore. Yeah. Um. So and I feel like that kind of w- was making the match kind of what it was for a little bit. But um. Yeah. Other than that, I have no other thoughts. Um. You know, Taker and Triple H, Hell in a Cell is one of my favorite matches, and that's more so the reason why I picked it. So. All right. So none of us loved it, but we all liked it more than we thought we would. It seems. Um. I thought this was a kind of a fun one to watch. Like I said, it's always weird for me to watch one during a time period where I have no idea what's going on. Um, so I, I did enjoy getting to watch something I hadn't seen in its entirety before. So that will do it for Throwback Madness Road to WrestleMania. We've reviewed five previous WrestleManias as we gear up for WrestleMania in Orlando. They're not numbering it anymore for whatever reason. But for... The face of the heel, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Baby! <laughs> For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, the European champion, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you at WrestleMania. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.